You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest episode of the God of Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are telling you, welcome back to the God Life Culture Podcast. We are so glad that you are here tuning in to another episode of our podcast. If this is your first time listening, like always, welcome. Hit that subscribe button so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you for taking this journey with us, and we hope that you are blessed week after week by our conversations, by our episodes, and uh, we are hoping that you are sharing the podcast as well and checking us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts or engage in social media, you can find us there. Eddie, yes. what are we talking about today? Listen, the other day I was on social media and this uh, reel came up of T.D. Jakes and he was uh, preaching, but then he was also speaking about how sometimes men are specific or different mm-hmm. uh, from women. Um, and the example he was giving was that uh, sometimes we just want the answer. <laughs> when we ask a question, you know, just give us the answer, whatever it is. Uh, and he was explaining how there was this one time he came home from work and he asked his wife what was for dinner. Mm-hmm. And then she replies, oh, well, I was going to make, let's say, fish. I was going to go make fish. So I went to the supermarket. But then I, when I got there, I saw that the price was too high. So then I decided to go to a different supermarket. And while I was there, I bumped into Jackie. Jackie was telling me that her kids are now going to a new school because of, and then she just, the wife just kept going down the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like 20 minutes later, and we're having chicken for dinner. <laughs> it's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, thank you. But you should have maybe lead with that. Right. We're going to have this. Uh-huh. By the way, while I was out shopping, I right. bumped into X, Y, and Z. And I think that sometimes, you know, it's, it's something that I thought it was very funny because sometimes I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. The idea that it's not that I'm not interested in the story you're about to give me. It's just that, can you appease me by just giving me the answer first? And then, <laughs> then we'll jump into the story about right. the 23 people you met on your way to get dinner and all the stuff that happened. And I think that, you know, sometimes I feel like people can get frustrated with dudes um, sometimes because, you know, we'll ask a question and then we're like, okay, but can you get to the point? Or what's the answer? What's the this? Um, you know, something as simple as what's for dinner maybe isn't as like important right uh, but it's like I, i'll have this experience where i'm at work and i'm emailing someone where i call someone I was like hey what's you know happening with the production of x y and z and then instead of them just telling me what's happening they're talking about all the other stuff that goes into whatever is happening yeah. it's like yeah but i need that answer because i have a deadline i have something that i need to do i have another email i need to send so i need your response asap so that i can then do the next thing i'm gonna go do yeah so sometimes you know the idea <laughs> it's not that we don't care right it's not that we're disinterested that- it's just sometimes there's there's get a, to the point, right? Yeah. Like get to that final. I For me, it's so funny because there are times where my wife can do this and it's hilarious, right? Because I'm there and she knows it and she'll nah. be like, stop, but listen to what I'm saying <laughs> because she'll say something really juicy, right? She'll yeah. say something like, oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe what happened. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And then she starts, right? And she'll start talking about like the p- people involved or what's happening or what she saw. Or all, and then 
like one thing will like move her to like a different topic yeah, right yeah. so now she's giving me details right about what people said and what was happening and then there was something on the wall over there so they kept looking at that thing on the wall and then they heard this comment then a dog barked outside you know it reminded me of the dog that we saw and i'm there listening like but what happened, what happened? <laughs> right and it's a suspense right and it's just so funny because you know she's very detail oriented so she'll know yeah. like the details and she'll know what happened and she's telling you but she's like reliving it too so it's like she looked over here and then she saw this and then she saw that and then it's like but what okay but what happened and my face is very expressive yeah. so i'm there like Mm-hmm. But what happened, right? <laughs> so I think it's so, you know, it's funny when you are put in situations like that, right? Because it's clear the differences between men and women, right? Mm. And I think that a lot of times when, you know, the men may not fully understand how the women operate or the yeah. women may not fully understand how the men operate and how they think and how they process things, right? That creates tension mm-hmm. and that creates conflict. Um, and I think like at the beginning of your marriage, you kind of deal with all that too, right? Yeah. You like... and you know, even throughout, but I think that there are moments in the beginning where it's like, no, no, I, I am paying attention. Like, you know, I didn't really have anything to say at this moment, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm paying attention, you know? So I think that's one of the other things that, um, is a difference, right? Yeah. That I think, you know, men in general, uh, would want women to understand and just other people as well. The idea that silence doesn't always mean I'm not interested mm-hmm. or I don't care or I'm not engaged. Right. And I think that a lot of times it's, easy to forget the the thoughts that go through our minds in Mm. a day right and um you know whether it is responsibilities that you have you know at work responsibilities you have at home things that are coming up right um financial responsibilities and pressure right to have to you know meet certain things or buy certain things or pay certain bills and just certain things coming up that, you know, even sometimes for me personally, I internalize all of that. All of that pressure kind of like stays in. Yeah. And there'll be moments where I am silent and I'm not upset. I'm not mad or aggravated. I'm just silent because I have a lot that I'm processing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and even that could happen because of your job. Yeah. You know, for me working with kids all day and high schoolers and there's always a lot of activity happening and a lot of talking and a lot of conversations and back and forth sometimes after work i just need quiet and i just need to like not talk for a little bit you know what i mean that doesn't always mean i don't want to talk to you right Mm -hmm. and that's something that you know even with my wife it's you know something that you know we've uh we have that clear understanding in too, mm-hmm. where it's like, I just got home from work. Right. And it's like, I have the routine that I'm always, that what I do when I get home, but it's like, we've learned that and we respect that yeah, as yeah. well. And you know, there are things with her that it's like, I know she's doing that and it's not meaning this. Mm-hmm. That's just, you know, how she operates or just how she processes information or how she decompresses or unwinds. So I think you have to learn that. And that yeah. takes, you know, trial and error to learn that. Um, but silence doesn't always mean I don't care. No, Sometimes sure. when men are silent, you know, there's a lot going on in our minds that we may not always express mm-hmm. a lot of pressures that we have that we may not always express. And that is also a problem, right? Mm-hmm. That we may not just express certain things and internalize it. Yeah. You know, and I think the, the situation with silence, it's very situational as yeah. well. Um, I think there's a difference between, you know, you're having a, a, a very serious conversation and you know your partner or whoever you know just like spill their guts or just right. like share something very important with you and then you're just staring at them okay <laughs> mm-hmm. you need to be able to acknowledge and say 
I heard what you said. I'm just processing it. Yeah. You know, because I, I think that, you know, there there are situations where it's kind of like you're still maybe like processing a situation, but you got to make it known that you are processing because mm-hmm. uh, if not, it comes off like you don't care or it comes off like you're trying to grasp, uh, grasp at straws for a response when it's not that you're trying to grasp for a response. It's just like you're like really processing everything and letting everything marinate. Yeah. Or um, if, you know, someone just poured out their guts, like you said, yeah. and they ask you a question. Mm-hmm. And you didn't say anything because mm. you you really spaced out in that moment. Like, yeah. that's a problem. That's, a that's problem. not that you're silently processing information. That's that you weren't listening. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that, you know, it's those situations, too, that you just have to be careful where it's like, yeah. you know, make sure if you're silent, you're processing and not distracted and not paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then I think that there are other situations. Like, I think about when we're driving, like me, where my wife were like driving somewhere. Um, and sometimes maybe it's a long distance and I'm like quiet. And like she can pick up that I'm thinking about something. Yeah. Um. So she asked me like, "Oh, what are you thinking about?" Like, ah, nothing. It's really nothing. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like it's like I'm thinking about that I have to send an email at work on Tuesday, but I gotta remember that I gotta CC X Y and Z. Like it's like really like insignificant. So I'll be like, "Oh, it's nothing." And it's not me being like, "Oh, it's, I don't want to tell you. It's mm-hmm. a secret type of situation." It's just, it's really not. It's. Re- I was thinking about the paper clip I left on the <laughs> desk that I'm like, "Oh, I got to put that back in the paper clip jar because it's right. supposed to be organized and clean or whatever." Right. Um, you know, or I could just be thinking about a video game. Like I'm thinking mm-hmm. about the fact that um, they're about to launch a new character in two weeks. Mm-hmm. I have to make sure I have enough coins to purchase mm-hmm. a new like you know sometimes it's really insignificant stuff that sometimes when we say it's really nothing it really is nothing it mm-hmm. really is nothing and it's not for you to get offended or to you yeah. to get upset about um there are times where you know maybe it is a little something and you do need to like encourage the other person or encourage the husband or the, the boyfriend or whoever to like, be like oh are you sure though like you know I, i've noticed you're x y and d then that's different you could definitely do that but if it's a situation where yeah, I was just driving, listening to music, and he's spaced out, and you're, like, wondering why he's quiet. He's thinking about that paperclip on mm-hmm. the desk. It really isn't anything too crazy. Yeah, and it was funny because, you know, we are talking about this topic and the conversation of, you know, when you ask what they want to eat, mm-hmm. right? And it's like they say men really don't care. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, pick a spot, right? Yeah. And it's true. Sometimes when it comes to certain decisions, right, yeah. it's, like, really drawn out. It can be really, like, you know, planned and all of that and then there are moments where it's like honestly i don't care where we eat i don't Mm. care what time we go i don't care what time we get there right like there's just certain things where it's like you know whatever works best then that's what we're gonna do you know um so again i think a lot of times you know it takes an understanding of both parties right Mm. because in all of these things if you know that your wife is detail oriented if you know that your wife is a planner if you know that your wife likes to schedule things then i think there is a meeting in the middle that needs to happen yeah right where on both sides where if you Mm. know your husband's more spontaneous kind of respecting that as well but if your wife is definitely a planner how can you meet in the middle where Mm. maybe not everything is scheduled and not everything is planned right and i think a lot of times you know when it comes down to this idea um men are mind readers Mm -hmm. you know so there are times where you may ask right your wife or your significant other your girlfriend even just you know a female friend or whatever how they're doing or 
and they may not give you like a clear response and then it could turn into a moment of like you know but you didn't ask more or you didn't pry or you didn't tell right where at times it's like you may not know how that person is really feeling yeah. right or like what's really happening up there mm. you know like what are you really thinking about and a lot of times like i know you do this with just like in general with mm. people right like you'll give them like three chances <laughs> Put me on blast. Yes. Right. You'll be like, all right, I asked you once. You said everything's good. Okay. Uh, I ask you again because, and that is something that is a boundary and a healthy boundary because then, you know, you can't help individuals who don't want to be helped or you can't, you know, speak to someone who doesn't want to tell you what's happening after you've asked them a few times. And obviously that changes when it comes to your spouse and that changes when it comes to, you know, close family members and stuff, right? Where it's like, okay, you're not telling me, but you need to tell me, right? Like what is happening? There are certain times you can't accept that no or that nothing as an answer. Yeah, and I think that, you know, at least with, with that, rule or boundary that i put um you know a lot of times you i use it as a way for the other person to acknowledge that i understand something is up you may not be ready to talk about it and just in case you're waiting for me because sometimes people they you know they kind of want the person to like ask them more than once um so in case you're waiting for someone to ask you more than once then okay i'll ask you more than once but after like the third time that i'm asking and you're still not ready then i would finish that with okay then so when you're ready i'm here and i'm waiting and i'm you know i'm available whenever you are you know and i think that sometimes you as you get older and as you start developing different relationships and friendships with people, you learn how to navigate certain things. But you also then learn how to bring uh, to establish boundaries that help create peace for you as yeah. well. You know, because that's very important also, you know, and that you communicate that what that boundary is going to look like, you know, because I think that as a guy, it may be easy for you to be like, well, I asked. I'm done. I, I check check that off the list mm-hmm. i did my part or whatever um but sometimes it takes a little bit more effort than that yeah but you also then don't want to create a you also don't want to create a bad habit where you have to do things to the extreme in order to get a response um so then that's when you establish a boundary or relationship um a boundary in that relationship i've told you that i was like well you sure because that you got two more tries after that then it's up to you whenever you're ready to talk about it we'll talk about it um and i think you know it works differently for everybody and i also think that there's certain things that um don't really everybody's different not all the guys are the same yeah not all guys operate the same way and same thing for for females you know they don't operate the same way either you know a lot of times we will we would categorize women as being highly detailed oriented and they want all the juicy details and all that stuff uh but my wife makes me laugh because when it comes to reading she doesn't like that she wants you to get to the point Mm -hmm. say jake was wearing a red shirt he walked down the stairs and fell she doesn't want to know the 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 texture of the floor she doesn't want to know if it had rugs she doesn't want to know the season she doesn't want to know nothing she wants to know if he made it she just wants to know (laughs) did he make it so it's kind of the same way how in the beginning we were saying like if i ask you a question just tell Mm -hmm. me you know she likes to read books that just get to the point don't waste 53 pages i'm painting the scenery i'm painting the scenery as for me i like I like for you to paint the scenery and I like you to, you know, um, especially like the type of books that I read. I want to understand the world of the universe that this book is taking place in. Yeah. You know, I want to know what season it is. I want to know the culture of the people. I want to know what kind of town it is, you know, and everybody is just different. So in the same way that people have preferences when it comes to reading books, there's people that have preferences in reference to communication. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're in a relationship, that's then where you have to start to, um, 
mold those preferences so that they, you know, you can still hold your identity as someone who I just need you to get to the point. But then also understanding that you're connected to someone who is detail oriented and wants to tell you everything. Mm -hmm. So then that's when you communicate. Give me the answer first. And then we'll jump into all the extra stuff that happened that may work for you. You and if it doesn't, then it may have to be the opposite. You must have you may have to be okay with the 15 minute explanation about Janet's kids when that's not what you asked about, you were asking something else. But that's something that you work out and you make happen for you guys. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, we had our conference, right? You, mm-hmm. a few weeks back, and not to like rehash certain things, but there was something that um, Priscilla said that really stood out to me when she was talking and I believe it's on the live podcast where she acts that someone act, you know, sometimes asks her is affection enough to sustain a marriage or keep a marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, or love. Right. And she was kind of saying how we confuse love and mm-hmm. affection. Mm-hmm. Right. And how a lot of times we view love as affection. Mm-hmm. And she was like, love is Jesus. <laughs> 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 and like the idea of, you know, sacrificing and giving your all and yes. all of that unconditional and affection is something else. Mm-hmm. So she was like, you know, affection isn't enough to mm-hmm. keep you. You need love and love is not just affection. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of times when it comes to the conversation between men and women, right, it's very much like the women are the ones that need the affection and that love affection and men aren't affectionate. Right. Mm-hmm. But then again, that is a generalization that mm-hmm. is made but there are those men right and i would say a lot of men yeah. right who desire affection as well mm-hmm. you know and i think that that's something that you know they also may not know how to communicate that they mm-hmm. may not know how to express that i want more hugs right mm-hmm. but it's something <laughs> well, like, like you know <laughs> it's something that uh they will need to develop right that yes. I, that boldness and that just that expression to be able to speak right yeah, and yeah, ask yeah. and and say what's on your mind and say what you want right and express yourself in that way and i think that a lot of times you know when it comes to this idea of men and women there are generalizations that are made that aren't always fair yeah, you know that true. aren't always true like you said right not all women are detail oriented and want all the details mm. right not all women are super emotional not mm. all men are you know uh, you know, d- disengage with their emotions and emotionless and all of that. No, there are men out there that are also emotional, yeah. right? And all of those things. So I think it's important to know that cultures generalizations when it comes to men, right? And cultures, a lot of times perspective and stereotypes aren't always true. Mm-hmm. And I think that when we engage, you know, in different, you know, conversations or scenarios, you know, whether it's in church and in ministry, right? Um, you know, it's important to keep that in mind, yeah. right? Whether it's in your marriage, it's important to keep that in mind. Culture and the world feeds us. Men are like this. They don't talk about their emotions. Therefore, you shouldn't ask. Yeah, yeah. Men are to themselves. They're quiet. You know, they're silent. So don't ask, you know, what's happening because they're not going to tell you. They don't want to talk to you. Right. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that oftentimes it'll take, you know, a minute, right, to get a guy to you know really express themselves at times i mean we've even had um you know like men's bible study groups and Mm. you know book club meetings that we've had and i remember it took a minute to like get everyone to like really start pouring out and then when it started it was like all right we can you know we gotta (laughs) stop we gotta pick this up at another time you know but if you just go by what culture tells you about men and women, I think you lose out on certain opportunities, right? And certain doors that God wants opened for you to express yourself, for you to be ministered to, for you to, uh, you know, receive something that maybe you didn't expect in that moment, right? Mm. But it kind of takes for both parties to understand that 
culture and what how culture defines certain things isn't always true, especially yeah. in our relationship or within our ministry or within our circle of friends. Yeah, and I think that everyone has um, room for flexibility, room for growth. Um, you know, and I think that also when if you are connected with someone uh who's a dude who's a guy who is really like i say dude for some reason a lot and that's my son's your fault. son says that's it all my the time, son's yeah. fault <laughs> um you know where they are they maybe are a stereotypical guy who you know is like very quiet nothing really bothers him whatever but then you ask them and they decide to open up and say something you know i think that those moments are opportunities that will define how the relationship moves on going forward you know if it's an opera if you take that opportunity to really let them know that you acknowledge what they're saying and that you receive it and all that other stuff then you're creating a safe space for them yeah if you decide to be like really and then you like have all these like side comments and stuff like that about it then it's kind of like yeah he's gonna turn into a hermit crab again <laughs> he's not gonna <laughs> say anything <laughs> You know, and I've seen that. I've seen situations that happen, not only in relationships and friendships and stuff like that as yeah. well, where somebody will maybe use it and be like, you know, I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to take a risk and I'm going to open up to someone. I'm going to say a little something to see, you know, how they respond. And when they don't respond accordingly, that person then internalizes it and decides, I'm not going to be able to open that door with you again. Mm -hmm. You're not ready for that, for that type of relationship or that type of form of communication. And, you know, those, are, those then it takes more work to get a person back yeah. out of that um so i think that regardless if it's your spouse man or woman or if it's your friend or family member you know when there's opportunities that come that come up where they're out of character for that person there's someone who doesn't really talk a lot and all of a sudden has a lot to say or there's someone that isn't really like outgoing and all of a sudden wants to do a random thing take advantage of it be like yeah let's go we're down let's you know yeah let's talk about it or whatever you know just so that they know you know what with you I can do that with you. Mm -hmm. I can open up that way with you. It's a safe space versus it being like, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. And I think that a lot of times too, it's, it really is the, I guess the standards are just like the norm of like what man, uh, masculinity looks like or what mm -hmm. manhood is, you know, for certain individuals where they feel like this is how I have to be. So I yeah. have to be quiet. I have to, you know, I don't talk. I don't express myself because that's like mm -hmm. how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that, you know, even within ministry, I always look at things from that perspective. You know, it's important, like I said, to not allow those standards to infiltrate and kind of take over. Mm -hmm. Where then when you see people, right, it's men, that's what we're talking about. When you see them kind of down or discouraged, that you just look at it like, you know, that's normal. Mm -hmm. That's okay. You know, and um, as a man, when you see somebody else like that, it's also important that you reach out. And it's yeah. also important that you just don't let that be the norm or be acceptable because that's what it's supposed to be. Because in reality, I'm sure that man would love, right, to express himself and would love to kind of hear somebody else, even if they don't do a lot of talking, but hear somebody else, mm -hmm. encourage them, right, and mm -hmm. give them kind of, you know, that advice or the, that encouragement that they need. And I think a lot of times when it comes to the church, right, um, we see that a lot mm. where when you don't give the men an opportunity to speak and to share, they won't. Yeah. A lot yeah. of them. Right. The minute you do, they have a lot to say. Yeah. And they have a lot that's on their mind. They have a lot that they want to share and mm -hmm. want to express. Right. It's allowing that environment, you know, to be a safe space, like you mm. said, and fostering an environment where they are OK 
sharing those things. Yeah. They are okay expressing themselves. They are okay, you know, to say the pressures that they're experiencing or, you know, why they're silent mm. and why they're always, you know, acting a certain way or thinking a certain way. I think it's important to just make sure those spaces are created within our church. Yes. Yeah, I was exactly going to say that. You know, it's the idea of not allowing a stereotypical um, judgment to dictate what you do and how you operate. You know, I remember, um, you know, our men's cap was our men's camp was very stereotypical, dude. You know, we'll go, we'll pray, we'll fish, and then we'll come back and have like a little conference type of a thing. Like very like, you know, like a little bit rigid, I would say, but like very like manly, let's go and like chop wood <laughs> type of a thing. And I remember uh, a few years back, you know, the conversation started to start about maybe we need to do something a little bit more. Maybe we need to do a little extra something, uh, maybe even something creative where, you know, It'll be different and it'll create an opportunity for uh, conversations to come up or things to be said. And, you know, some people are like, oh, no, the old folks aren't going to like that. You know, the old folks are very quiet. They don't like to do this. They don't like to do that. And I was like, yeah, but let's just do it anyways. And, you know, took the leap of faith. We did something creative anyways. And we saw how if we were to allow ourselves to go by what stereotypically we thought was going to happen, that opportunity wasn't wouldn't have been created for them. And I think that we as a church need to understand and look at it's not about the demographic. It's not about the age. It's not about the cultural whatever. You really got to be like, you know what? Let's do something creative. Yeah. Let's do something fun. Let's do something different. Let's do something that, you know, puts people in a position to, to have to share thoughts, you know, we started the book club with the men this year, which is something that a lot of people would have maybe thought, hey, it's going to be kind of whack because the guys aren't going to want to talk. They're, they're not, not going to read. They're not going to read the book. They're just, you know, they'll show up for the coffee and then sit there and not say anything. Yeah. And it's been the opposite. Complete opposite. People yeah. have people are reading. People are highlighting. People have thoughts. People are expressing and they're opening up about certain things or whatever. So I think that, you know, that there are there is opportunity for room and there's opportunity for growth. But sometimes men aren't given those opportunities because they're looked at especially i think culture like in the latino community yeah with like machismo and you know this idea of like what men uh operate in the world they aren't given opportunities to even see if that's something they're interested in a lot of men mm -hmm. don't even know if they're painters because they've never been given the opportunity to paint a lot of men, you know, one of the things that we did was with the Legos and camp, you know yeah. at the camp and there were men that had never played with Legos in yep. their life and then you couldn't take it away from them because they were so interested <laughs> and they were like building stuff. And it was whatever. like a team building exercise. Yeah, it was so it wasn't like we exercise. just started playing with Legos. It was yes. like an activity that was being done. Yeah, but yeah. through that activity, there was also a sense of fun. Yes. Right. And also a sense like I've never done this before. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it was something that you had like younger men and older men and mm -hmm. you had, you know, people that didn't know each other. And it was just a way to bring everybody together. But again, yeah. you know, if you have that stereotype of this is not fun, they're not going to want to do this. This is want to play with Legos. Is it, yeah. Right. It, it would rob you of that opportunity in that yes. moment to actually have a good time. Yeah, true. You know, I'm reading this book, uh, Raising Emotionally Strong Boys, and mm -hmm. I was telling you about it. Um, that you know it's a really good book and talks about just you know it's a father's perspective on raising his sons and tools and tips and all that and um, you know he made a really good point as to how and he's talking about boys but then mm. he always brings a conversation to men because these yeah. boys turn you know grow and grow up and become adults and he was saying how you know, when it comes to raising boys and when it comes to, you know, this idea of manhood and all of that, that 
there's so many examples in the Bible of different types of men, right? And how they process information, how they thought. So he talks about Gideon, how God tells Gideon, you're a man of valor. You're a mighty man. You're a warrior. And Gideon's like me, I'm the weakest. Like, yeah. you know, so Gideon had some self-esteem issues. There are men out there that have self-esteem issues, you know? Um, and he goes on to talk about Jacob and Esau. They mm-hmm. were brothers. They had the same parents, right? You would think that, you know, they would be like the same way or whatever. And we know that today you can have siblings that are complete opposites. Yeah. Right. But when it comes to manhood, right. When you look at Esau, the Bible described Esau as being cunning. Right. And also being a hunter. Mm-hmm. So like he was like rough, you know what I mean? Like he was out there. He was the one that was, you know, probably super athletic and all of that. Then you had Jacob who the Bible says like to be with his stay at home. Mm-hmm. And he was his mother's favorite with such, you know, he had to have spent a lot of time with his mother at home yeah. to be her favorite. Yeah. And at the same time, time it says the bible says that he's um you know spent his time you Mm -hmm. know tending to the animals in the field and dwelling in tents so he was not out there getting dirty he was not out there you know killing animals and and hunting the way esau was yeah but now can we not see all that jacob accomplished in his life Mm -hmm. and and say that he was a man right and that he was a man of god can you not look at esau right and see and that same thing so we get all of these different examples right Mm. in the bible we see someone like jesus right and uh we see the example he was and you know one of the things that um he said in the book was how jesus valued and esteemed women and Mm. he honored them you know and i think that whenever we have the conversation of men and women i think oftentimes you know and not everyone right but there are then those people that look at it like you know if it's a, if it's men talking they're attacking the women mm-hmm. if the women are talking they're attacking the men yeah. right and i think that it's important within church context and ministry when you have these type of conversations to realize there's not attacks happening right there's no attack that's happening or comparison like we were talking about last week right but i think it's important to realize that in the same way jesus did this and mm-hmm. uplifted women and all of that right it is also our responsibility as men to do that now you know within the context of what we have if we're married you know if we are if we have children if we have you know we have these responsibilities that we're given that we are to you know execute and we are to get the job done Mm -hmm. but in order to do those things effectively you need to be able to also take care of yourself yeah absolutely right yeah and i think that at times Men can just go and go and go because there's a job to do. There's money that needs to be made. There are bills that have to be paid. There are things we need to get. You know, we're about to have a kid. There's a lot that's happening that then, again, all of these responsibilities and pressures begin to take chunks of who you are, begin to, you know, take chunks of your personality and the fun and the joy in your life, and you lose yourself in the end, you know? So I think it's important to understand the differences, right? But understand that you don't have to be quiet. You don't have to be silent. You don't have to hold everything in you don't have to be always mentally stressed mm-hmm. you don't always have to be the provider in every single situation and everything and if it, it messes up and you don't have enough of this you failed and you did right so i think it's important that we also recognize that and don't hold you know ourselves to such high standards mm-hmm. right that if we don't meet one of them or if we fail at one point that you know we look at we look like gideon where we're basically like i'm nobody i'm yeah. the weakest of my clan i'm not i can't do that 
No, it's true. You know, and you were you were mentioning the book, um, Raising Emotionally Strong Boys. Um, and last year, my wife and I were actually on like this. We were driving upstate um, and we um, I downloaded a bunch of different podcasts uh, to listen on the way there. And actually, the author, David Thomas, was on a podcast called That Sounds Fun. Um, and it it's with uh, Annie Downs. And it is the perfect like if you're not sure if you're not a reader, not everybody's a reader. Yeah. Um, but it's the perfect conversation for you to get insight on what that is. Cause I think that a lot of times also, um, you know, the raising boys is difficult, you know, boys turn into men. Um, and there are a lot of things that sometimes maybe you don't have experience in, in, um, that it will be really good for you to go ahead, you know, listen to the podcast, pick up the book at the end of the day, you know, like we spoke about with the whole Priscilla thing or whatever, we're raising kids that are going to be the adults of the next couple of years. that going to be making, you know, all the decisions in the world. So we want to make sure that when it comes to our boys, we're raising them up to be strong men. And when we say strong men, that doesn't only mean physically, but we want them emotionally strong, mentally strong. And um, so check that podcast. Spiritually strong. Yes, very important. (laughs) Uh, So you could check that podcast out just, you know, in whatever podcast thing you use, you can go ahead and look up David Thomas, um, uh, Raising Emotionally Strong Boys. And if that one doesn't come up, another one will come up and, you know, really dive into the book. It's, It's really informative. You know, there are things that you'll learn that you'd be like oh that's cool to apply and then other things like yeah that kind of wouldn't work for me for whatever Mm -hmm. reason and that's okay you keep moving yeah absolutely so we hope you were encouraged by this episode that you found some humor in it as well because Mm -hmm. it's things that you can relate to right and um you know it's important to just remember the aspect of communication and speaking and and you know letting your your spouse know or letting your friend know your brother know your sister know right whoever it is that you are engaging in life with right that you have that open dialogue about these things and you don't let culture dictate how you should be how you should act and um you talk it out Talking, I want to be understanding, yeah. you know, that thing that is very important. Be understanding, learn how to read. If you're in a relationship, your significant other, be understanding. <laughs> learn. Said, learn how to read. <laughs> yeah, learn how to read them. That's what learn I how read them. Yeah. Learn, how read. learn how to read too. If uh-huh. you don't know how to read, yes, how pick to up read. a book. It's okay. Right? It's okay. Everybody's upbringing is different. You know, it's fine. Yeah. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, as always, I feel like we always are just pushing opportunities for conversations to yeah. be had. Um, um, you know, this is a great opportunity to have that conversation with your boyfriend, with your husband, um, with whoever. Or if you're the dude that's listening to this and you're like, you know, my wife doesn't get it that when I space out, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm thinking about nothing important. Throw not throw. Don't throw this to her. <laughs> <laughs> Put the podcast on and be like, hey, babe, listen to listen to this with me. And you could go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at God Life Culture Podcast. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us there and be sure to uh, catch our new episodes that come out every Monday. Yes. And we hope that you are out there enjoying the weather, enjoying the sun. Summer mm-hmm. is well, spring is in is is in full effect. Yeah. And summer is on his way Absolutely. so with all of that comes a lot of fun yeah so thank you once again for tuning into the latest episode of the god life culture podcast that's god, god life culture. culture until next time see ya bye